listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Erica. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. Today, we're sharing our intentions and goals for 2022. In our previous episode, we talked all about each of our methods of how we decide on a theme, intentions, and goals for the year. So if you missed that, it's a great companion for this episode. But before we chat about our plans for the year, what's been happening around your neighborhood? So I have bad news and good news. They're unrelated, but I'm going to start with the bad news because I'm real excited about the good news. Okay, so bad news is our dishwasher broke. Oh, boo. Which, like, honestly, of all the appliances other than the fridge, hmm. it's the most annoying one to break, yeah. I feel like. It, it affects your daily life, especially with all of us home all of the mm-hmm. time so much. So the girls are getting a good lesson. And it somehow seems less exciting to replace a new one. Like yes. a fridge yes. is fun. Maybe a new stove yeah. is fun. But a dishwasher is kind of like, meh, you need so it, but it's not that exciting. So true. I was glad that we can we can have one here in about 10 days, which I was thinking like, oh my gosh, this is going to be weeks with like supply chain stuff, but it wasn't too bad. Um, so, and I'm, you know, no big deal. I'm grateful we can just grab another one and move on and the girls learn how to wash dishes in the meantime. But that was a bit of a bummer. But on a positive note, I had the first rollerblade guy sighting of the season. Did you? Right in front of my car, like a beacon of hope. <laughs> oh my gosh, for us he, all. Oh my gosh. We were, so we have these, you know, canal trails all through Gilbert and there is like a crosswalk that people can activate if they're going past on their bikes or mm-hmm. rollerblades, as was his case. And I saw the bikers coming from the other way. So we were stopped at the front, like at the light. And then he came zooming in from my left. <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention. And oh the girls gosh. and I instantly were like, ah, oh, it's rollerblade guy. <laughs> he had the tidiest of tiny shorts on. Uh-huh. Um, it was only about 65 degrees probably, but he had no shirt on. His tan is not quite there yet. He's, okay. he's clearly just getting back out for early it's early in the season season. yeah he did have a braid in his beard oh his arms his arms were flowing he was living his best life but yeah he's just getting going on his rollerblade tan that's great that's great to hear that is a beacon of hope yeah julia's like he does not have a lot of clothes on i'm like nope (laughs) nope he doesn't he is living his best oh that's so (laughs) great oh my gosh i know everyone's going to be excited to hear an update from him (laughs) Okay, so my update is that the Wharton house has COVID. Mm, So we are we are recording separately for that reason. Myself and the boys tested positive last week. Um, Chris and Maeve continue to test negative. So we're thankful for that. And just I am so thankful to share that we have had incredibly like an incredibly mild case. I had mild symptoms for a couple of days of just feeling blah, achy, really tired. Um, The boys have never had any symptoms. I honestly was shocked. They tested You're like, positive. Could you be maybe tired at least yes. so that I could take a nap? <laughs> Nothing. I, I really couldn't believe it. We tested them rapid tests and then PCR. And I thought, I mean, maybe somehow this will, you know, the rapid tests were not right or something, but they were right. So it definitely disrupted the routine that we were just starting to find after the holidays. Um, And so then in our quarantine period that we are still in right now, I definitely have noticed myself just having some flashback anxiety, honestly, 
and remembering those feelings and just like particular feelings like in my body, like certain tightnesses and like racing heart and things like that. But just reminding myself like, you know, we've gotten this when we're as vaccinated as possible and Mm -hmm. we, we, we're okay. We've had mild cases and, Mm -hmm. and just too, that it's, it's not an indefinite quarantine like 2020. I just have to keep reminding myself, like, yeah. I know the days when the boys can go to school, when Maeve can yes. go to daycare, things like that. So we have tools. Yes. Mm-hmm. But anyway, just just an interesting experience. But I'm thankful to say it was, you know, about as best case as possible I'm if so we were going to get COVID. Thank you. So, so glad to hear that. All right. Let's move on to our topic for today. So to set the stage for the year before us, let's each share some context to our lives right now, like how old our kids are, any significant commitments currently on our plates, and any big changes or things to note that we anticipate for this year. So my girls are eight and 10, and in third and fourth grade, we are in our second year homeschooling. So that's a big thing just always on my plate right now. We also have a 14-year-old chihuahua who's mm-hmm. having old man, you know, mm-hmm. things coming and going and a five-month-old pit bull puppy. So oh. we have fur babies to take care of too. So I feel like life, you know, we're all home all the time. Jeremiah is working from home. It is good. We are loving homeschool still. But yeah, there's that's like kind of all plays into, you know, where I'm at in life and my goals and intentions accordingly. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you have this podcast and your other yes. podcast, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, and go so, on. Yeah. So those are just like, you know, and like trying to have a social life, trying to do something, mm-hmm. trying to be a daughter and a sister and all those things. So yeah, yeah exactly. that's, that's Human where we're at. in the world. Yes. I'm curious, do you know of any travel this year or anything like that or still kind of to um, be determined? We do have a few things. My parents are planning on coming out here in March, which they weren't able to do last year, and then um, I have, Jeremiah's got a little bit of work travel. We do have a planned trip back over the 4th of July to Wisconsin as well. And yeah, so that's kind of nothing major. And mm-hmm. I think it's still kind of so hard to make, yes, you know, big definite plans right now. Oh, I do have a girl's trip planned to Austin too. Oh, that's so fun. With my high school friends that I oh, talked about I getting together that. before. So oh, I'll have to pick I'm your so brain excited. for Yeah. That is great. Okay. We well, did, that's something fun to look forward to. We had to. a Zoom the other day and we're like, let's just make this happen. Mm-hmm. And I have a, my friend Jessica is a lot like you, like very, she will start a Google Doc at the drop of a hat. <laughs> yes, so love she it. was on it in terms of like booking it and just getting it all set. So mm-hmm. that is coming up in April too. So yeah. Okay. Just those, those few things, but yeah, just kind of waiting to see what the year brings again. <laughs> yes. I relate to that. For me, Dash, my oldest, will turn nine this spring. Cedric just turned seven, and Maeve is turning two this spring, which I honestly just cannot believe. Mm-hmm. We really we have left babyhood behind, but I really feel like that two, that two corner is just a whole yeah. new chapter. So that's a big one. On the horizon for our family this year, we do have a fun trip planned. This was a surprise Christmas present from Chris to myself and the boys. Um, Chris and I, together with the boys, we are going to Universal Studios in California in February. My parents are going to stay with Maeve, so we are just really looking forward to that. We have never done like a big theme park trip Mm -hmm. with the boys before. I don't know if I've even ever done one. So that's going to be really fun, something to look forward to. And then other than that, we do not have other family travel on the calendar. Like you said, I think we probably will have some, but 
I am just feeling so weary right now about looking into the future and not knowing what we can plan and not. So kind of to be determined. Yeah. Um, Big commitments on my plate currently. I am the at-home parent with Maeve. Um, We we are in a schedule now where she is going to daycare three days a week for school day hours. And Mm -hmm. that is feeling just like a really great routine and pretty ideal balance for me. I feel like I have time for writing, for podcasting, just for recharging. And then I feel like I can be really present, really enjoy my time with her on the days when she is home. So Mm -hmm. really looking forward to getting back into that routine, making this podcast, of course, and then writing regularly on my blog are my two other significant commitments and ones that bring me a lot of fulfillment and ones that I am like that's kind of some of my primary tasks in the ways that I want to spend mm-hmm. my daycare days. And then my other commitment is that I'm also volunteering on the PTSO this year at the boys' school. So I have tasks related to that almost every week. It's never a ton, but it's always kind of there. So uh-huh. a little something all the time. Yes. All right. And now let's each share our intention for the year and how they came to us. I'm so curious to hear what yours is. So my, I have a word of the year this year, and it is warmth. Oh, I love that. Thanks. So this was actually came about in a very specific way. I follow Mary Van Geffen on um, Instagram. We'll link to her Instagram, but she is a parenting coach and she's all about like parenting like spicy children. And Mm -hmm. I don't even consider that I necessarily have a spicy child, but Mm -hmm. I think I'm a spicy mom. Mm. So I I think I feel like I use a lot of her tips for like staying calm and all of that and she was talking specifically um about being a warm parent like mm. being how do you show up with warmth for your family and I I think I have a very hard time with this like I think this is an area I really need to improve and I think particularly with um the last couple of years, I feel like it's just been very hardening and isolating in a lot of ways and lost some positivity. I've lost some, you know, openness. It's just everything's held with a little bit firmer hand right now. And I just feel like I need to remember that I like these people Mm. (laughs) and that, um, you know, it matters. It matters how I greet somebody when they walk into a room. It matters how I make sure that they know that I love them. And with us all spending so much time together, I think it can very easily just get monotonous and like, okay, again, like we're just down to business and brass tacks, you know? So she specifically talked about thinking of like a movie or TV parent that you feel like Mm. um, embodies warmth to you as a parent, but that also feels genuine to your personality. Mm -hmm. So I thought of, I think she gave this example and I was like, oh my gosh, yes. And this is why I love this movie so much. I thought of Sybil from the family stone. Oh, I know. I know you love that movie. And I think what I, I'm like, I can do warmth. Like she does warmth Mm. because she's fiercely protective. Mm -hmm. Number one, which I definitely am like, She's fiery and honest and direct, but also is able to apologize when she's gone too far. Mm. Um, She'll lose her cool, but, you know, comes back to like have a calm conversation. She is sarcastic and fun and connects through humor, which is something that like I feel like has gotten lost in the stress of the last couple years for me. Um, But she like excitedly greets her people when they enter the room, right? Mm. Like she can't when everyone shows up for Christmas at the house, she's like 
genuine, like beside herself with excitement, even though she has like a sassy comment or, you know what I mean? So I was just like, okay, I can do warm. Like she does warm. Like I'm not going to ever be like a, you know, June Cleaver kind of Mm -hmm. mom and I don't want to be or need to be, but I can kind of think of that as like a archetype, right? So I bought myself this little sun necklace. Yes, I I noticed it right away. So it's just like a little outline of a sun, a silver necklace that I'm going to wear every day this year just to remind me. Um, And yeah, just focusing really on showing up and creating warmth and openness again in our space. So that's my that's my goal overall. I love that. That just gives me warm, warm, fuzzy feelings. Just even <laughs> that word. I, I love that. I love the intention behind it. For me, my word this year is nourish. Mm. I shared on our previous episode that I feel like I have been subtly and not so subtly telling myself that I need to do less and to rest. I considered both of those words as themes for my year, but honestly, they didn't leave me feeling inspired. And yeah. honestly, I I am not a person, although I do need to rest more, um, I don't feel like that's still like my main driver. Uh-huh. You know, that just didn't feel really genuine to me. So what I kept envisioning was some word that captured investing more energy into the things that I already have going on that bring that bring me fulfillment, like parenting, my marriage, this podcast, my writing, and doing less in other areas. So I was really mm-hmm. looking for a word that could capture that. I came across Nourish fairly recently, actually. I think when I was about to prepare for this episode or something, just thinking, okay, I've got to sit down and really pick a word if I'm going to mm-hmm, pick one, mm-hmm. spend some time just kind of Googling around different phrases, bopping around on an online thesaurus like we talked mm-hmm, about, and mm-hmm. finally came across that word. And it is the one that feels like it has the best fit. When I Googled or put that word into Pinterest, because I wanted to see if any phrases or quotes or something came up, there were many examples of the phrase nourish to flourish that came Mm -hmm. up. And I do feel like that fits what I'm going for, you know, nourish myself so that I can flourish. And Mm -hmm. it's fun to say too. So (laughs) kind of keeping that phrase in mind as well. So next, let's share how we'll bring our intention to different areas of our lives and any specific goals that we have that go with them. So we'll go back and forth on these. So let's start with personal care and growth. Okay, so for me, what is going to be essential and make it much easier to greet my family with warmth, especially that thinking about that like morning greeting Mm. time is I have to get back to my morning routine. Mm. I think that with the puppy... Um, that has been kind of all up in the air, but she's getting a little older now and doesn't need to be like, you don't, you don't need to be up and on quite Mm -hmm. so early with her now. And so I need to be getting myself up a little earlier and getting ready for the day. Most days, whatever that looks like, even if it's just like, okay, a bra and sweatpants, but at least do that. Yes. (laughs) Brush your teeth. Um, because it's just, it's so much easier for me to think about how to warmly, be a family member when I have, I have like taken time to be a person myself first. And I know it sounds cliche and like, you know, take time for you, but it's so true. So So that is one, another one that I'm being super specific about because it is so, it's such a benchmark for me of how I'm doing. And it helps with my mood so much is to really focus on my goal to read 52 books. Mm. So I have a, a reading challenge in Goodreads. I'm trying to read 52 because I feel like that's a bit of a push for me. Usually I'm more like between 30, 
and like 48, I think is as high mm-hmm. as I've ever gotten. And it, it just cultivates that like warm coziness that I'm looking for. Like for myself, even there's something about curling up with a book that is very different than curling up with your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, it is more like nourishing, obviously like gives me more. It, um, helps calm my mind. And like, instead of all the mindless scrolling and the, you know, there's just so much negativity online right now that Mm -hmm. obviously has contributed to some of that hardening that I was talking about. So really looking to make sure that I meet that goal this year, because it's, it's just very indicative of how life is going. Yeah. So, okay. I love those. For me, my first one is literal nourishment of myself, which is taking care to feed myself Mm -hmm. breakfast and lunch. I think I mentioned this before, but like you said, just taking care of yourself so that then you can take care of your people and whatever the day brings. Mm -hmm. So yes, just making sure I'm prioritizing, maybe prepping something the night before that's easy to warm up the next day. I've been thinking a lot about my lunches too. I think I keep thinking that I will eat things for lunch that really don't make sense right now. So just being really, (laughs) just being really honest with myself about what it is um, that will be easy, that I will look forward to. So that's one. Another one is to, you're going to love this, to paint my nails more often. Yes. I just mm-hmm. painted them this new green color. That's I found a like, great color. Yeah, I found my favorite green in a nail polish. I'll link to it. It's the Expressy. I told you about that yeah. quick dry nail polish that's making it possible for me to paint my nails. So really just painting my nails more often, maybe on a weekly basis. But like you said, I think it is one of those benchmarks that I sat down, I took time to do something for myself that just Mm -hmm. makes me feel like I took care of myself and brings me just a little joy when I see my painted fingernails. Mm -hmm. And my last one is to take rest. And I need to find little bits of rest throughout my day. So Mm -hmm. what I really mean by this is I have a tendency, I just want to be as productive as possible. When the kids are at school, when Maeve is at daycare, I am just great like at attacking my to-do list. But that can Mm -hmm. just end up leaving me so frazzled. And so there's, there's a balance in between there. So I'm trying to do something like just kind of checking in with myself before I head to the next task. Mm -hmm. Like, do I need to just sit for 10 minutes and read my book with a snack? And I'm, I'm trying to make more time for that. And it really Mm -hmm. is making a difference. Good. Our next topic is health. So the the last quarter of 2021, I think one of the reasons that I've really struggled with this being warm and showing up in a way that I feel proud of with my family is I've just really struggled with some anxiety and low-grade depression um, to the point of clinical where for me, that mostly comes out as irritation and general overwhelm, mm. which is real hard to be a stay-at-home homeschooling mom when you're feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like a very short fuse. I feel like literally physically irritable and just kind of want to crawl out of my skin all day. Every Mm. noise is overstimulating, all of that. So it finally got to the point where I was like, okay, this needs to be addressed. So I am working with a doctor and therapist to take care of that with a combination of medication when I need it, Um, therapy, exercise, Mm. nutrition, sleep, all the things. Mm. And that is just going to be my focus for health this year is Mm -hmm. making sure that I prioritize that above all else. And honestly, if I am doing that, 
the warmth will come. Also right. just like the other aspects of health will come if I'm in a place, a good place mentally and emotionally, which I'm already feeling so much better. Oh, um, good. But we've, you know, I've been now on medication since November and I just like to share that because I feel like it's so stigmatized still and people mm. think they need to be in crisis but like I you can be a very high functioning person mm -hmm. who needs some help especially with the trauma that we're all kind of collectively living through the last couple of years so I think I'm in a place where that has been mostly like figured out and is becoming a very helpful tool and so that is just my focus to make sure I'm staying on top of that to make sure that like I'm doing all of the things that are the whole comprehensive picture of mental health and not, you know, there's, there's a lot of survival mode the last few years for all of us, I think. And so getting, getting out of that, making sure I don't remain in that for too long and am really prioritizing just my own mental health. So that mm -hmm. is, that's the goal. Good. Well, I'm really proud of you for using those resources and getting that help that you need Thank and you. love that you are sharing it too. Yeah. For me, I have two health goals this year. One is doing daily pelvic floor exercises. I have shared before I've done some pelvic floor therapy, and I'm just really working to strengthen my pelvic floor. So, Got to nourish that pelvic oh, floor. Oh, really do. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things I just find it, these exercises are honestly so simple, take less than five minutes, but mm -hmm. it's just something I'm just forgetting to do you. It's hard to like put that kind of a thing on your calendar. So what I have done, I set two alarms on my Fitbit watch that just vibrate at two times during the day. And so then whenever that happens, usually I'm at a place where I can just do some pelvic floor exercises. So I'm hoping that that mm -hmm. starts to help me do them, you know, pretty regularly and help me strengthen that even more. And my other health goal is I just want to increase my running speed. I am kind of been at the same running speeds for a while at Orange Theory. And this is kind of an easy one to have a goal because, you know, you're punching in in the treadmill. So you see your numbers. And yeah. I just feel like I need a little something to work towards. So I'm hoping mm -hmm. to end the year comfortably at faster speeds than I am now. So I think that's a great number to measure too. Mm. Like we get caught up in some so many of the wrong numbers sometimes right. with yeah. health and wellness. And mm -hmm. so that's a good good number to just like, okay, I want to be a little faster than yes. I was at the beginning of the yes, year. Yes, exactly. It does not have to be significant, but just a little improvement. Mm -hmm. Okay, what about in parenting, marriage, and relationships? Okay, so for me, this one obviously I've kind of already touched on it is kind of where my word of warmth sh shows up the most and kind of where my big area of focus will be, um, like I said, just mostly about how I talk to my family, how I um, make sure that they know that I like am on their team and I'm excited to see them. I'm glad that they're here. I'm, you know, mm -hmm. glad to be their mom, glad to be their wife. Um, I just think that I've been a little isolated and self-involved in that way. And so that is, that's a, just a big goal for me. Um, and, but as part of that too, I think reaching out more to extended family and friends, it's just, again, been so isolating between COVID and mm -hmm. then kind of my own mental health, which can be very isolating when you're not feeling your best. So, um, you know, plus just the full-time job of homeschooling yes. and not feeling like I have as much time and bandwidth. So just trying to get back to be being 
showing up with warmth in those relationships that are super important to me and have kind of been put on the back burner because we could sort of Mm -hmm. a thing, but wanting to show up in a good way as a good family member and friend. So Mm, I love that. In parenting, I am working on practicing the mindset that right now parenting is the important work, even Mm -hmm. if it's not fun parenting, like diffusing sibling squabbles. Mm. I am just working to be present in that and remind myself that whatever is before me, that is more important than my to-do list. I feel like I can have this mindset and I feel myself getting frustrated because I really want to get something done. I mean, even if it was just putting, switching the laundry or something, I just want Mm -hmm. to feel productive and shifting that mindset that this parenting, this is also productive. It doesn't have the same kind of checkbox or feeling as, you know, doing a discrete task does, Mm -hmm. but just being really present in that. And so um, I've been really trying to practice that. And I do think it makes a difference for me. Um, I also have a very specific kind of a parenting goal, but that is to brush and make Maeve's hair on most days (laughs) because she is not used to wearing anything in her hair. So Uh she is kind of opposed. But even if it's just, I have just a little detangling spray and her hair is still, it's like long enough that you can get it together in a little pony, but she's kind of rocking that toddler mullet, like fine hair toddler mullet right now. So Anyway, she sometimes will let me put it up in a ponytail and she's maybe worn it at the longest for like 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. So anyway, just wanting to work on getting her more used to it. I'm hoping that by the end of the year, she will wear, you know, a ponytail or pigtails Mm -hmm. all day long, but just baby steps. (laughs) There you go. I really like your goal of um, remembering the important work going back to that one. Mm. Cause I think sometimes too, in these, I feel like even in terms of parenting, when you're having like a quote unquote hard parenting day or moment, it feels like that's in the way sometimes of even yes. the good parenting. It's like, no, this right. is good parenting. Right. Like this is all part of the job, like learning, you know, teaching them how to handle big emotions and conflict. And it feels like, can we just get over this to get on with like the good stuff? But this, yes. this is their time to learn that. And it's our job to teach them. And it's very easy to forget that. So that's yes. awesome. Yes. Um, And my final goal in this category is in marriage. And Chris and I are just trying to get back to putting weekly dates on the calendar, even if that is a mini coffee date, driving to Starbucks together and getting a coffee when all the kids are out of the house and just Mm -hmm. having that uninterrupted conversation that has just been kind of few and far between as of late, it Mm -hmm. feels like. Um, I think now too, with Maeve's daycare schedule, Chris and I, and Chris working at home for the most part, we really have the opportunity to put a lunch date on the calendar a bit more often. I think what happens is Chris and I are both so passionate about our hobbies, our endeavors, and we are so great about supporting the other person in that, that we forget to remember to prioritize just us being together, you know? So we're kind of trying to rebalance that um, and and find more time for for each other. Mm -hmm. Okay. What about in creative endeavors this year? So I think where warmth kind of shows up for me in this is Number one, I I think of this like this category, like my work and my creative endeavors right now. And so to me, like work, a big part of work and and actually really a lot of creative fulfillment is in homeschooling. Yeah. And 
I feel like last year, because we kind of had to be home all the time, um, I did a good job of cultivating this warmth and this coziness and this connection. And I feel like this year, as we've added some activities back in, as COVID has been all over the place and like, it's just felt very different. And I think that, um, you know, I, I want to make sure that we're keeping that at the center, that like Huga homeschool, right? Like that yeah. whole vibe. Um, we started the second semester the first week back with a book and a game a day. That was my Ooh. goal. And because it was like two things that you just kind of connect over and make mm. learning fun. And that was all, we, like if we did anything else, great. But that was all we did for that first week back. And it was just a really good reminder about what this is really all about. Like, mm. you know, if we're going to do this, like the mm. the whole point should be to really cultivate those relationships. And so just wanting to really add that back in, get back to my poetry tea times and all those mm. kind of fun little touches that I yes. feel like went by the wayside a little bit when we were just kind of getting by, you know, first semester. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's one thing. And then also just making sure that I keep that joy and that lightness and warmth in the podcasts that I do mm-hmm. and that, you know, nurturing kind of like you were saying, like what we've already started and mm-hmm putting that energy and that positivity behind, um, you know, sometimes it's like, okay, we got to keep this train going, right? but we don't have any energy for it. And I'm proud of that. But at the same time, I want to remember that this is something that we chose, that the homeschoolhood podcast is something that I chose and that I want to give some best efforts in. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how much that plays into warmth, but just bringing that positivity back into a lot of things I think Mm. is part of it. So Mm -hmm. just the joy and creativity. Yes, that is really similar um, for me. I have a, a very specific creative goal this year in that I want to complete and publish Maeve's birth story around mm-hmm. the time of her second birthday. I have a really good start on it, but it's just one of those more emotional pieces and you just I just want to get it just right. So yeah. it's hard to ever feel like I really have the kind of deep work time that I can really mm-hmm. get into it, but I just I know I just need a deadline. I just need to do it and I'll be so thankful that I did it. And then in terms of this podcast and writing blog posts, it's really exactly what you were saying. I just want to connect to the joy Mm -hmm. of creating and the fulfillment that both of these endeavors bring me. And I'm really not expecting to put expectations on them beyond that. Mm -hmm. I think that I am so proud of this podcast that we produce. I'm really proud of the content that I write on my blog. And I think I just want to like that that's okay for now and Mm -hmm. just lean Mm -hmm. into that. I love it. And for our last category, home and finances, what have you got? Okay. So I feel like home is another one that is a big area that I think Mm. of when I think of my word of the year. And just, um, again, just feeling like we've gotten into some survival mode type habits. And it's, I was in a good place. Like when the girls were in school full time and Jeremiah was working outside of the home, it was like, it felt like my little domain a little bit more. And I would have little things ready for them when they got home and be surprising. And it just, it's just different now. Mm -hmm. And so I think finding a new way to just lean into all things cozy I think taking down the Christmas decorations, I really realized like I'm really good at this around holidays Mm. and there's no reason that I can't bring that same joy and warmth and cozy that makes all of us happy, you know, mostly myself, um, into the rest of the year in different ways. So I just, I really want to work on making home a 
safe space to land at the end of the day. Mm. Even though we're all here, it feels like there's, I want to have some more um, set transitions into Mm. like the end of the day. We're not just like work and school is bleeding into the rest of the evening, mm-hmm. some kind of routines. I really want to get our dinner life back together. Oh, <laughs> like dinner. I hear you. I uh, hear you. To me, it's just like, I was really intentional in December about family dinners, even if it was just mac and cheese or whatever, but we sat down more often because mm-hmm. I had this little advent calendar or candle that I wanted to burn. Mm-hmm. And so now I just have candles on the table that mm-hmm. we light every time we sit down for dinner. And it's like, this doesn't have to just be a Christmas thing, you know? So I'm I'm tired of dinner feeling just like a chore mm-hmm. and want to bring that warmth and that affection back into my like food preparation for me and my family. Um, and then we just have big goals. That, I guess this goes into finances too, but we have big goals to get a cabin, like mm. hopefully this year. Oh, that's we exciting. Are on the, yeah, we are on the hunt for a mountain cabin. And so just thinking about that and thinking about the – potential for cozy. Oh, yes. It's just like I can't even <laughs> it brings me so much joy to think about. So that's kind of on our on our radar this year. Oh, that's really exciting. Okay, my first one is just I am right there with you. It is tuning up our meal planning, grocery shopping, dinner mm-hmm. prep routines. I just this consistently feels like it is more onerous than it should be, especially just given that I am someone who enjoys food, enjoys cooking, is great at organizations and routines. I just, this is just like a nut that I cannot crack and I'm so (laughs) determined. (laughs) It does consistently. So, um, I, I kind of have some, some ideas and I actually think we're in a better place now than even, you know, a year ago, the boys are trying a bit more foods. I would say they are still pretty selective, but I think, you know, we're moving towards a place where I'm noticing a few more meals that it's like, okay, I here's mm-hmm. another meal that I can serve in this way or in these various ways and everyone is eating pretty happily. So anyway, I am just, I'm, I'm hoping to just like conquer that this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I also just have this general goal of organizing and optimizing storage throughout the house. We, we really do keep our house pretty decluttered pretty organized but you know it's kind of just a thing you almost have to do every year or so just like kind of a deep decluttering organizing whatnot there's a few spaces that I just really have in mind like our closet um Chris just installed some cabinets for us in the laundry room where previously we just had a shelf so just excited to kind of optimize those spaces Mm -hmm. and then my last one is weekly budget meetings with Chris And this is something where we always try to be in the habit of, and we've kind of fallen off a little bit lately, but wanting to get back to it and just lots of communication about spending, about saving. Um, Mm -hmm. We just always feel so good. We're We're in really good communication about our finances. We've got some financial goals too that just you know it's fun when you have a goal and you're feel like on the same page about it and making Mm -hmm. progress towards it and just those weekly check-ins just Mm -hmm. really help so yeah that's what it looks like for us love it Okay, so finally, we always end our New Year episodes by sharing messages of encouragement to ourselves that we'll listen to at the end of the year. This has become a favorite practice that feels like giving a hug and a high five to our present and future selves. Mm -hmm. So I would love to hear what you have to share with Erica at the end of 2022. 
Okay. Erica, after a rough couple of years, you have approached 2022 with warmth. You have nurtured your relationship with yourself and your most important relationships with family and friends. You've really connected with your sense of humor and optimism this year, and your smile is shining brighter despite the hard things that the year undoubtedly threw at you. You have created a home and a homeschool that feels so cozy and comfortable and like a respite from the rest of the world. You even managed to mostly greet your children in the morning with positivity and a smile. This has not always been easy or come natural for you, so I'm so proud of you, and I know you feel happier and lighter after the work you've done this year. Hmm. <laughs> I love that. Even the message is warm and cozy. <laughs> yes, it really is. <laughs> okay, here's what I have to say. Kelsey, as you close 2022, I know that you are feeling nourished. I'm so proud of you for putting your needs and the needs of your family ahead of less important but persistent demands. As a result, you feel more energized than ever in your creativity. You've been present in your parenting as you watched each of your three children bloom even more into themselves. You and Chris have brought your A-game to an efficient meal planning and dinner prep routine. Plus, you're making time for regular dates and game nights. I hope that as you look ahead to a new year, you feel like your best self and know that you are doing a great job. And I do have as a final wish for all of us, I sincerely hope that we are no longer thinking about COVID on a daily basis. Please <laughs> let it, it out there. be true. <laughs> let it be written. So let it be done. Let's just put it into the universe. Oh, uh, that right. would be lovely. That, that would, would be, be lovely. lovely. It's going to happen. I spoke <laughs> gonna, it. I spoke it go. to our future selves. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's move on. What are you obsessed with at the beginning of 2022? So speaking of the pandemic, I wouldn't think that I would like this and I resisted it for a minute, but the show Station Eleven on HBO oh. Max, it is. it was a book that we yes. actually read, I think for book club. I think so. I enjoyed maybe it. Maybe mm -hmm. four or five years ago before the pandemic. Yes. But it is a pandemic book. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, I feel like I maybe didn't finish it. Like I ran out of mm. time and meant to go back and finish it. But this is really one of those stories where like, it kind of doesn't make sense for a long time until it starts to come together. So mm -hmm. I feel like I didn't fully understand it as a book or get into it the same way. And the show is so well done. It takes place like 20 years post pandemic um, okay. that was like a, a bad flu that actually had like like a 1% survival yeah. rate or something like that, way worse than COVID. And so um, it was one of these things that just kind of like instantly decimated a big portion of the population and how life has changed from that. You know, there's people like kind of who have always quarantined in the airport. They were stuck in when the, you know, when the pandemic hit. And it is, it is so cathartic to really? think about, to think about the pandemic, like, um, in this little bit exaggerated term, first of all, because it, or form, because it helps you appreciate the things what we that do we have. Yeah. Like electricity is still on, right. you know, we have the internet to connect. We, we have indoor plumbing still. We're not, you know, like all of the, like the, all of the systems basically collapsed in this story. Mm -hmm. So like we have all that in place still. Um, we, there's also just, it's done so beautifully and like a big theme in the whole show and in the book is like the importance of art mm. 
um, to the human experience and how art survives and thrives in all these different forms and like the importance of memory and connection with other humans. And so it's just like boils it all down to what's really important, but it's done in this really beautiful, almost like haunting way with the show. I'm so impressed with it. So I know it sounds like it's too soon, <laughs> but you might find it really, really healing and mm -hmm. like a beautiful way to process what mm. we've what we've kind of been through so it's just interesting i don't know how much i can't remember too many details of the book to see how much has changed um and yeah. how much maybe they added in because mm -hmm. of the pandemic that we're currently in but it feels like so it's just kind of crazy that it was written before yeah honestly wow. because it's so nail on the head with certain things um but yeah i highly recommend station and 11. and where is that playing hbo max okay mm -hmm. okay all right. Well, my obsession is our new car. Yeah. <laughs> so, I still haven't seen it because we haven't been able to record in person. Since you, you still haven't it. seen it. I can't, I can't wait to pull up to your doorstep. <laughs> so we got a Toyota Hybrid Sienna. That's a minivan. So we're a minivan family now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And for this time in my life, it is all my dreams come yeah, true. Yeah. It You're really like, never is. would I have thought I'd be this excited about a video. Oh my gosh. And I am so excited every time I need to drive it. So we are still a one car family. We had been carting around our family of five in a 2008 Prius, <laughs> yeah, which were. last year crossed 230,000 miles. Man, so that Prius served you well. It really did. I have just so much so many fond Affection. feelings about it. I feel so thankful to it. Um, so we knew that we would be needing a car sometime in the pretty near future, but uh, we ended up needing one a little bit sooner than we expected. But I'm I'm so glad we went ahead and did this. Um, it feels amazing to fit everyone so comfortably in one mm -hmm. car, plus just knowing that we have the most updated safety features and all just the tech and comfort of a new car. I mean, yeah. a, a, a lot has happened since 2008. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> the, sure the Prius had a lot of great stuff for its time, but a lot of those features had gone by the wayside as it got older. And anyway, so so amazing. I am especially loving getting to listen to my podcasts on the speakers because mm -hmm. that was not working in my car. Mm -hmm. um, we also have seat heaters and that is just wow. What what a luxury. <laughs> what a, world. What what a time a, to be alive. What a world. <laughs> it is wonderful. So anyway, that is just bringing me a lot of joy to my life. I'm so glad. The convenience of a minivan really cannot be argued, especially when you're at that tipping point of three or more kids. Yes, exactly. Like, I get it. I get yes, it. Yes, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> All right, that wraps up our New Year Intention episode. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. You can find us in between shows on Instagram, where we are High Girls Next Door. The show notes for this episode are in your podcast player and on our website, girlnextdoorpodcast.com. And we love to get your emails at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. I have the most basic skills I could possibly have to produce a podcast, I think. Hey, that's all we need. That's all we need. All we need. All right. I feel like I'm breathing heavily today. <gasps> <sighs>
if you need to edit out any heavy breathing on my part, I apologize.